up in this week's Triton Spotlight, we're chatting with UC San Diego women's swimmer Miranda Renner. The senior recaps an amazing summer representing her native Philippines on their national team in Hungary. She also fills us in on what it was like growing up in Beijing, Paris, and Southern California. Plus, we'll put Miranda on the hot seat in our vaunted quick pick segment. What breakfast cereal makes for a great ice cream topping? You'll find out when our conversation with Miranda Renner comes your way in a moment in this week's Triton Spotlight. Welcome to episode 64 of Triton Cast, the podcast for UC San Diego Athletics. I'm your host, Jeff Turiel. Whether you found us on your favorite podcast platform or on UCSDTritons.com, thank you for joining us this week. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe, rate us, or write a brief review. Before we get to this week's chat with Miranda Renner, let's go around campus. A big Triton welcome to Brad Rostretter, who was named the head men's volleyball coach last week. Congrats to Caitlin Meyer from Women's Soccer. The center back was named Big West Defensive Player of the Week, and she becomes the first Triton women's soccer player to earn a Big West Weekly honor. The NBA's Denver Nuggets recently wrapped up preseason training camp at UC San Diego. It was the Nuggets' second straight season in La Jolla, and you can find out more at UCSDTritons.com. And this week's University Credit Union Athletes of the Week are Manuel Augusto from Men's Water Polo and Talissa Lynn from Women's Soccer. Congrats to those two. Now it's on to this week's Triton Spotlight. Here's our conversation with UC San Diego women's swimmer Miranda Renner, which was recorded earlier last month. So Miranda, I think it's an understatement to say you've had a bit of a busy summer. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was incredibly busy um, swimming at Worlds and then finishing up some of my classes, which I took in the summer as well. But um, I did have a nice month off after all of that hectic season. So I suppose that's one of the benefits of being on the quarter system is you still haven't started classes and won't till late September. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. I have a lot of friends going back to class or have been back in class for two weeks. So it doesn't. I mean, it gives me a lot of time to rest. So I really enjoy that part. So let's start with the worlds that you mentioned. You were in, in Hungary this summer competing at the World Championships, representing the Philippines. Uh, how did that opportunity come about? Um, well, it was actually a very last second um, opportunity that I got, and I'm beyond uh, grateful for it. But throughout the season, um, we end winter quarter. Uh, I continued to train throughout spring quarter, um, training for Southeast Asian Games, which was hosted in Hanoi in Vietnam. And um, that was essentially the big meet I was preparing for, for this summer, actually. And during that training, everything was going really well. And once I got to that meet, um, I performed beyond my expectations. And I actually qualified for Worlds, which was a big surprise to me. So at the Southeast Asian Games, uh, you earned a couple of medals. You set a national Philippines record in the 50-meter butterfly. Is that what you mean by saying you perform beyond your expectations? Yeah, I mean, um, I knew I was putting in the hard work every day at practice. I was getting great feedback from my coaches and my teammates. Um, and I did set goals prior to going there, but I did exceed them. Um, so I'm very happy about that. I do tend to set my standards pretty, not low, um, but I don't usually reach above a certain standard, that being like A or B cuts for worlds. Um, but I'm very content with the outcome. And that experience in Vietnam, beyond what went into your work in the pool, what was what what what'd you do over there? What what was that experience like? I mean, when I got there, it was actually a crazy experience. Um, they're very strict about COVID, as uh, was like the traveling to get there. Um, and as soon as I got there, I tested. I got there at two a.m. and I had that full day to get adjusted to the time difference, which I believe is 14 hours. And immediately the next day I had to wake up at 6 a.m. warm up and race, which is actually um, one of the races that helped me qualify for uh, for Worlds. And something I wouldn't think about as I'm preparing to do this interview with you, but 
I'm guessing there's not a nonstop flight from San Diego to Hanoi. So, I mean, that's probably a chore in and of itself just to physically get there, right? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a long travel. Um, I was on my own and I believe, if I recall correctly, I think there were two stops. So I took three separate flights to get there. Um, and I think it was 22 hours of traveling total. <laughs> wow. And how long did, did you end up being in Vietnam? Um, I was there for 10 days um, and I did not get adjusted to the time difference until I'd say sixth, seventh day. Wow. Mm -hmm. And did you have free time while you were there? Not much free time. I um, was a part of a couple relays. So the way they spread out the events essentially set me up to be racing every day. So I'd have prelims and finals. So I'd be waking up early, doing my pre-race routine for my pre preliminary race, um, go back to the ho hotel, rest, recover, and then go back to the pool for the final session and get ready for that. As soon as that was over, I'd head home. Um, I mean, head back to the hotel and uh, recover and get ready for the next day. And I think I only had two days off uh, from the seven day meet. And did you know any of your teammates? Uh, I actually did. Um, oh, cool. There were a couple, I'd say maybe three teammates that I had met for the first time, but we became acquainted on social media just because I wanted to reach out to them. Um, it, they were first timers to Southeast Asian games. So um, as I've experienced it before, I thought it would be nice to reach out and talk to them and get them acquainted with the whole process. So that was nice. And then the rest of my teammates, I'd say I've known them for two to five years. Um, so it was pretty pretty close-knit, which I really liked. And your success there ultimately led you to qualifying for the World Championships in, in Budapest uh, later this summer. But you came back here after that, right, to finish out the spring quarter? Uh, yeah, I did. So after the meet, um, originally I did not know I had qualified for Worlds. I only knew that I got a B cut in uh, my 50 long course butterfly. So I was a bit on edge if I was qualifying, but it wasn't necessarily in my expectations as there were other um, qualifiers and potential prospects. So I come back and it was actually on my flight back. I think it was on my 10 hour layover in Japan. Um, I get an email notifying me that uh, I was like a prospect for it and I had extremely high chances for qualifying. So as soon as I got notified about that, I actually called uh, Marco, my head coach right away. And um, we started to plan out how training would look like when I got back to San Diego. And I know he's been supportive throughout and ultimately went on to coach your team when you went to Worlds uh, later in the summer. What did that training program look like? Um, I mean, to start off, when I first got back to San Diego, um, he gave me a couple days off just to really recover from that extremely long meet. It was actually one of the longest meets I've had in my whole swimming career. Um, and then we started getting back into training. It was more focusing on reconditioning and getting back into shape from um, tapering down for my uh, Southeast Asian Games meet. And um, we started building up volume slowly. Uh, I believe we had three weeks prior to leaving. And then once we uh, left together and traveled together to get to Hungary, we continued to train based on quality. It was more endurance focused and technique focused so that I'd be able to hold out uh, for another long meet. And when you went to Worlds, what was that experience like? I mean, it was amazing. As soon as I got there, I mean, the city is beautiful. The pool is, I mean, it, it's nothing I've ever seen before. Um, I know that in Hungary, they are avid swim fans because of um, Milok, they're champions, world champions. So it was 
honestly presented like a show. I had never seen swimming glorified to that extent, I'd say. Um, They had a DJ there. They had dancers there. The light shows were phenomenal. Um, And I'm not going to lie. I did have imposter syndrome when I first got there (laughs) Um, because I'm at the it it was my first international meet at a level that high. I mean, I'm swimming next to world record holders in the cool down pool, right? Um, So that was a bit intimidating, but Marco was the first person to remind me that I deserve my spot there. So it was good to have a reality check knowing that I was deserving to be there. And in addition to his words of encouragement, how did you mentally calm yourself and get to a place where you know these events and you're familiar with them and you've worked hard and to realize that the competition is the competition and put aside all those other distractions? Um, I think my main priority was honestly to have fun. Um, I used to stress on my pre-race routine, post-race routine, um, analyze every part of my race, every meter, over-analyze everything. And recently this year, I've been working on my approach mentally to these races rather than physically, because I've got that down um, over the past years swimming here. So it was really shifting my focus onto having fun because I've done each of these races at least hundreds of times. So just trusting myself, trusting the process, knowing that I've been through crazy practices that are much harder than sprinting one or two laps down the pool. Um, And I think that's what really got me through it. In addition to my teammates that were there. I mean, um, I have one teammate, Jasmine Alcotti. She's been to the Olympics twice. She's been to Worlds um, a handful of times. And she was by my side also comforting me um, and reassuring me that it's the experience you remember, not the time. So just go out, have fun, trust all the work you put in. Um, So, yeah. And how would you sum up that experience overall now that you've been through it? It's it's honestly pretty hard to sum up. Um, I'd say it was one of the best learning experience for competitive swimming for me. It forced me to realize that I'm swimming because it's a passion, not because it's an obligation and um, not to stress too much about the outcome because what really forms you as an athlete and as an individual outside of the pool is the work you put in um, irregardless of the potential outcome. Did you have any any family support there on site? Uh, yeah, my mom actually came to watch. So that was amazing. Um, she came with a couple of her friends to watch. They took it as a little vacation in Budapest <laughs> as well. I mean, of course, it's a beautiful city. Um, but whenever I swam, she was there. She bought tickets to watch my prelim swims. And it was great to have her there. And uh, she would always come to my hotel asking me if I needed laundry to be done, asking me if I needed snacks, over supportive mother in the best way possible. (laughs) Phenomenal. So you were born in the Philippines. How old were you when you moved here? Um, Actually, I've been moving around a lot. Um, So I was born in the Philippines. Then I lived in South Pasadena in L.A. County for two years. Um, And as soon as I was three, I actually moved to Beijing, China for five years, which is where I started my swimming career, I'd say. And then after five years in Beijing, I moved to Paris, um, where my swimming got a bit more competitive, more intense. And I was there for seven years. And I moved to the United States in Orange County for my last two years of high school. So was English your native language? Uh, Yes, it was. Um, It was English. And then my mom and dad both spoke English to me. And then uh, I learned a bit of Mandarin when I was living in China. But 
I lost most of it when I moved to France because I had to learn uh, French pretty proficiently. Are you fluent in these other languages or French? Um, yeah, I would say I'm fluent um, in French and English. And then my Mandarin has definitely dropped off. It is less than ideal, but something I'm looking forward to working on. Do you remember um, when you were young, looking back, do you remember some some of your time abroad? Uh, yeah, I mean, when I was in Beijing, I remember um, me like my first swim lesson. Um, and it was very I went to an international school, so it was mostly everything was in English. But um, as I started to get more into the swim world and get more competitive, I started swimming with this one club team and uh, no one was like it was all in Mandarin. It wasn't in English. Oh, wow. Um, and it was very, very intense, to say the least. Uh, my sister was also swimming with me, who's three years older than me, and I'd say that is what got me into competitive swimming. It was how intense it was, but strangely, I enjoyed it at the age of seven. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda Renner, our guest this week on Triton Cast. When you were that age and getting into swimming, were you competing in any other sports? Um, I was actually competing in a plethora of sports. My parents wanted to throw me in as many sports as possible to figure out what I was passionate about. Um, so I actually played soccer on an all men's soccer team. <laughs> okay. Uh, which was, it was fun. Uh, didn't last too long before I sprained my ankle and then, Not as fun. <laughs> and then I, I was a gymnast for a tiny bit. Um, and then I dabbled with some ballet for a year or two, I believe. Uh, and then I think, oh yeah, volleyball as well. And what, why was it that your family was moving around so frequently job? Uh, yeah, it was my father's job. It was a lot to do with sports actually. So I think that's why they were very keen on getting me involved in sports. So he does like sports marketing. We essentially moved around where the Olympics were going to be hosted. So that's why we were in Beijing at the time for the 2008 uh, Beijing Olympics. Oh, I got you. That's fascinating. And so when you, by the time you got to Paris, were you concentrating mainly on swimming? Mm -hmm. Yeah. By the time I got to Paris, it was, I mean, 95% swimming, 5% cross country, surprisingly. Um, and so I'd run for my high school and middle school at the time as I, um, throughout my time there. And I think once I hit the age of 14, I decided to focus all my energy on swimming since it was something I thoroughly enjoyed. When you were younger and, and moving around so frequently, was it difficult for you to adjust and make new friends and meet people and those kinds of things? Honestly, I really loved moving around. Um, I get asked that question a lot and I know a lot of people struggle with, you know, the culture shock sometimes of moving and having to readjust, but I feel as though the stages of my life where and when I moved were timed perfectly. I mean, I left Beijing when I was seven years old. So you don't really have that notion of losing friends and having to start all over again. It's more of an exciting experience. And then when I moved from France to the United States, I was 16, um, about to turn 17. And there was more excitement rather than fear going through my head. I was excited to experience the US. Um, I was excited to meet new friends. And um, I was most excited about joining um, a high school swim team because they don't have sport teams um, in coalition with high schools or middle schools in any other country for the most part from what I've experienced. Right. That's what I seem to be finding out too, which is somebody who's lived my entire life in this country. I, that's a foreign concept to me. So when you were getting ready to move to the United States, how did your family end up in Orange County? Um, we were actually looking to move back to South Pasadena, where I lived for um, my first two years of my life after I was born in the Philippines. But 
we ended up deciding on Orange County um, because of the high, the high school I went to, which is Santa Margarita Catholic High School. We wanted to go there. It was like a mutual decision when we we're looking at high schools to go to because it had the International Baccalaureate Program. And it was the easiest way for me to get all the credits to graduate high school because the uh, program, the educational program in the United States has a couple requirements for graduation. And I wouldn't be able to meet those requirements without continuing my international baccalaureate diploma that I had started in France in my high school. That makes sense, but you're explaining it so simply. I got to imagine it was much more complicated than that. Yeah, it was. There are definitely a lot more factors to it. Um, it also helped that Santa Margarita had actually the best women's swim and dive program in the nation, which is an experience I definitely wanted to have. I mean, I came from a small club team in France. Um, there were only a couple girls that would qualify for the bigger meets with me. So our travel roster would be about five of us. And when I saw the level of um, like nationwide level of this team at this school, I knew it would be a great opportunity for me to compete against girls that were much faster than me because I knew it was only going to push me for the better. And when you were at Santa Margarita Catholic, if I'm not mistaken, your team won a, a state title. Was that your senior year? What do you remember from that? Oh, yeah. I, I think my junior year, we won a nationals title. Um, and then we also won state title, which was an incredible experience. I mean, it was my first year there. I was able to experience this with all my new friends, new teammates. Um, it was so shocking to me that a high school swim team could be that fast just because <laughs> everyone in my high schools, uh, in my high school in France didn't really participate in sports. It was more um, instrumental um, internships at firms per se. So having this many people around me that can understand the student athlete life and, you know, experience that success together was honestly amazing. And at some point, you obviously started looking ahead to college and we'll we'll get to the UC San Diego uh, commitment in a, in a minute. But as you're exploring colleges and where you might end up, what kinds of things were you taking into account? Were you intending to swim in, at the collegiate level? Uh, yeah, I definitely wanted to swim at the collegiate level. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I did not know anything about the recruitment process as someone who just moved to the U.S. junior year, which is when you're preparing to get recruited. Right, of course. Mm -hmm. And so I knew nothing about it. I actually started sending emails a little bit too late, um, which made matters a bit complicated. However, I mean, it worked out perfectly. Uh, the schools that contacted me back were in my top five, um, top five choices, although um, I was a bit behind. And um, I was really looking at staying in California just because my first year just staying in Orange County, I knew I was extremely blessed to have one season throughout the year, um, which I really admired. Um, and also, besides the great weather, everything's there. I mean, you have the desert, you have the slopes, you have the beach. Um, I mean, just something great to experience for anyone, at least for my own taste. <laughs> <laughs> so as you're exploring what could be next for you, what ultimately led you to commit to becoming a Triton? There were many factors. Um, I'd say first and foremost, it was uh, when I went on my recruit trip, I felt extremely welcomed by all of the team members especially the coaches, which made um, the decision pretty instant for me. As soon as I was there amongst everyone, I just felt extremely comfortable and I felt like I belonged, which is something I hadn't experienced on my other recruit trips. So right off the bat, I was like, OK, this is my number one. Let's see if I actually get offered a spot. 
Um, and what really pushed me to go on that recruit trip was location, but especially um, what I wanted to major in, which is microbiology. So they had an extremely well, amazing program for microbiology. Um, and the more I looked into it, the more I wanted wanted to pursue my academic um, passions at the institution. Well, I suppose that's uh, why you're supposed to go to college, right? Is for the academics yeah. first. Uh, so, <laughs> exactly. so you ultimately decided to come to UC San Diego. And when you got here your freshman year, 2019, was it a big adjustment to college life in the U.S. for you? I think by then I had been accustomed um, to going to high school in the U.S. Over time, after moving so much, I've gotten pretty used to adapting to new environments pretty fast, which I'd say is a great advantage from moving a lot. Um, so there wasn't so much of a shock. The shock was more of not having my parents by my side <laughs> to help me do, you know, typical daily um, things such as the laundry or coming home to a delicious home cooked meal. You know, all of that I had to do on my own, um, which was bound to happen. And I'm grateful it did happen. Uh, but I, I did miss those little aspects, not so much of school since school wasn't as much of a shock since high school was pretty rigorous since I did do the uh, international baccalaureate, which is similar to college courses. So as you're settling in, in La Jolla, how helpful was it or was it helpful having your family nearby so they could come down and either maybe bring you some home cooked food or watch you swim, those kinds of things? Uh, it was really nice. I mean, having them that close, um, my mom would drive up a couple weekends to drive me back since I didn't have my car freshman year as I was living on campus. But I will say she did take advantage of the fact that I was so close to ask me if I needed my laundry to be done. So how could <laughs> I pass up on that opportunity? You oh, know? that's a fantastic service. Exactly. And she would bring some frozen home cooked meals that would be extremely convenient for me after a tough days of practice. Uh, so I definitely took some pride in living close to my family. So let's talk about your, your freshman year competitively. Uh, how did you adjust to collegiate swimming? Um, my freshman year uh, was a great start. I would say that it was a harder situation to adapt to. My club training in high school was very different, to say the least. Um, but I really enjoyed the transition. It was a lot of it was a lot of quality over quantity. Um, and I trained in sprint groups, so I actually started lifting weights, which I had never done in high school. So. Physically, I saw a lot of change. I was getting a lot stronger and that was slowly translating into my swimming since it does take a while to have that outside of water work translate to your work in the water. Um, and I think it took a couple months to finally see that work and to see the progress in my results, which I did see eventually. But unfortunately, our season was cut short right in the middle of our NCAA um, competition because of COVID. Right. I wanted to ask about that as well. We had Kira Frankie on recently and she was telling us uh, her experience of being on the deck at the NCAA championships and having the meet canceled. You had already competed, right? In the 200 medley relay, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but mm -hmm. what was that like as, as a group being part of that? I mean, it was very heartbreaking just because we had our seniors um, there and it was they went in with the mentality like, let's go. This is our last meet. This is our last competitive experience with this team. We've worked so hard to get here and to qualify for this meet. So if anything, I was more heartbroken for the seniors there because it was give it all and leave nothing for them, you know, um, whereas freshmen, sophomores and juniors 
we knew we still had another year left to compete. And it was easier to wrap our minds around our season being done so abruptly. Um, nonetheless, it was difficult because we had expected to win that year. So having it cut short sort of was, it, it, it was hard to wrap our heads around. We're joined by Miranda Renner this week on Triton Cast. What are some of your favorite swim memories at UC San Diego so far? I have a ton of favorite memories, but I'd say top one is pretty recent. It was um, from last year at conference, our women's team won, which was phenomenal. It was amazing. I mean, that's what we had expected going in, but to finally see our hard work in and out of the pool finally come to play and be realized at conference and finally win after a couple years. Um, I mean, that was amazing, but specifically, um, it was the last day and the last women's team race. It was a four by hundred free, free relay. And we were only six points or not six points, 16 points, something like that, very close to Hawaii. And we were, even if we were to get second, we would have still won. However, it was whether our relay team were to get disqualified or not. So before <laughs> we got behind the blocks, all four of us held hands and we started chanting to get hyped up, but we also made sure to calm our nerves to ensure that none of us had a false start. So we promised each other to do extremely safe starts, not to risk anything, because if we were to be second, we'd still win conference by, I believe it was two or four points. However, if we were to get disqualified, um, that wouldn't be in the books anymore. So very nerve wracking, but I mean, one of definitely one of my favorite memories because it worked out and um, our men and women's team all celebrated together. Marco, along with all the other coaches, jumped in the water, um, which was super fun. So to be a part of that last relay, which really set it in stone for the win, um, was a beautiful experience. I saw uh, footage of the leap into the water <laughs> and then even being able to take the team photo in the MPSF champions t-shirt as a, as a team, how exciting was that? It was amazing. I mean, even going in with the ideal and the hope that we would win, I was pretty certain that we were going to win just because of how, how hard our girls had been working. And um, I mean, we were going in with a lot of confidence for the better because we knew we had put in the work and we knew we could do it. But just having it come to realization and having it become a reality was it, it was still hard to acknowledge. And in the moment, it still didn't feel like it had happened. So it only set in and it only felt genuine, I'd say honest, two days after. So as we weave things together earlier at the start of the conversation, we talked about your time over the summer or the spring in Vietnam and the summer in Hungary, but kind of in between those two, as a result of winning this MPSF title, uh, you were invited to the chancellor's home to take part in his annual breakfast of champions celebration. I've not been there, but I've heard the views are stunning. The views are stunning and the food was great too, is something I'll say. Um, it was an amazing experience as well. Um, I had all my teammates by my side. Uh, and it, it's really nice to be recognized by the school and to have the opportunity to meet the chancellor and have him acknowledge our accomplishments. So just that experience in itself, along with the beautiful home view and treatment we got, um, it was um, an experience that I'll never forget. Now that you've gone through a division one season, what, what are some of the biggest differences between division one and division two competition? I will say the competition is a lot tougher. We are racing schools that we haven't necessarily raced before. 
and they are extremely talented um as is our team however it is really racing people that will have to elevate your standards so instead of going into a dual meet wanting to go a certain time that you had set when we were d2 per se you're gonna have to raise the bar and set your standards higher because now you're racing girls and the men are racing boys um that really force you to do that because you realize well if other people are doing similar training to us because they're also d1 we shouldn't have to keep our same standards we should be able to elevate ourselves to the next level since other people are doing the same miranda what's your favorite event to swim oh that's a tough question um i would say it honestly changes every once in a while um when it's long course it's the 50 fly um however there's only the 50 fly in there's no 50 fly individual in season it's mostly on the relay but i would have to go with the 50 free just because i get to swim it individually and in two of our relays which is the 4 by 50 free relay and the 4 by 50 medley um which i switch out between the fly and free leg but and and which one or events do you have to kind of work the hardest at to be successful i would say the 100 free or 100 fly um it's more of the distance i'd say so for the 100 um I do have to work a lot harder for it just because I have the front end speed and I don't typically have great closing speed. So you'll see me zoom out and <laughs> sort of taper down at the end while everyone's inching closer to me. So at the end of the race, it's basically how hard can I bite the bullet and get to the wall without anyone catching up to me. So that's definitely something I've been working on um, is endurance and endurance practices. I will say aren't my strong suit since I've been a sprinter for a pretty long time. Um, but that's actually something I'm going to be working on a lot more this year. I'm switching from sprint group to mid distance group just so I can be able to hold off the rest, uh, the end of my races. What makes a good relay team? Oh, uh, I'd say I've, luckily only been a part of amazing relay teams and i'd say a big part of that is the chemistry you have with the other three girls that you're racing i mean you're swimming with um because before every relay it's pretty nerve-wracking i mean you want to make sure your exchange is good and that's really a two-person job it's the person who's swimming in has to make sure they have a perfect finish and the person who's diving in has to make sure they leave at the right time and that really plays off of how much you've been working together and how well you communicate what uh, the other person is doing so i'd say it's having clear communication and a good team culture amongst the girls in it um but luckily i'd say our women's team we get along really well so whoever's thrown into that relay it's it, it works out regardless and if that chemistry isn't there is that something that you think with hard work you can build or is it either there or it's not um it's definitely something you can build um i'd say a lot of teams have team bonding events um and that's something our team prioritizes a lot so our women's team we have separate in preseason right now for instance we have like separate lift and conditioning times and swim times than the men's team does so we have a lot of bonding time just amongst ourselves to get to know each other get to hang out or we'll go on a bonfire. Um, we have something called Friendsgiving um, and Galentine's Day. So all of these traditions that we have with the women women's team really just automatically makes all of us click, which is something I'm very grateful for because they do end up being like a second family to you. I mean, you're training with them 24 seven, you're with them all the time. Um, so, irregardless of 
how close you are to one, one another on an individual basis. If you're put on a relay team together, you know that the other person has been working as hard as you to be on that team and also to be a student at UCSD. So I think that just automatically has that cohesion factor between the two of you. We're chatting with Miranda Renner this week on Triton Cast, a member of the UC San Diego swim team. You told us earlier you're majoring in microbiology, also minoring in business. What is it that you want to do in real life? Um, that is a question I ask myself sometimes. <laughs> but I've always been interested in research um, since a very young age, I'd say middle school. And throughout high school, it was, again, research. So when I was applying to college and I chose microbiology, um, it was essentially with the focus that I would potentially want to do a master's and then get a PhD. But over time, um, when I added my business minor, I thought I wanted to go into more of the biotech world of research. So um, I'm looking into product development and management along with drug development as well. So uh, that's ideally what I'd like to do as of now. What's your favorite Filipino food? Honestly, I would say lechon, which to describe what it is, I'm not sure if you know what it is. Um, it's going to sound a bit morbid when I explain, but it's a full pig um, and they put a skewer through its mouth and through the other side of it and they cook it underground. Um, okay. And we, you can't really make it as a family per se. You do have to order it from a specialized restaurant that can make it for you, but it is a full pig that has an apple in its mouth. And it is one of my favorite Filipino dishes typically like served for new year's or Christmas. It's gotta be so tender. I, I would imagine cause it's gotta cook forever, right? Mm -hmm. It's delicious though. The outside of it's crispy. The inside just melts so good. I'm currently missing that right now. So hopefully I get to have it soon. A bit difficult to find in San Diego to say the least. <laughs> I, I can imagine that. What about uh, to cook? What's your favorite food to cook? Um, I'd honestly say a simple dish with lemon pepper chicken and um, perhaps spinach gnocchi with that. Sounds legit. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty easy to make. If it tastes good and it's easy to make, um, I mean, it satisfies my needs. <laughs> what are your expectations for yourself and the team competitively this year? Um, to start off for the team, um, I definitely think we can win conference again. Um, and I'm really excited for our women's team. We got amazing freshmen this year. Uh, and the people that are still here, we've been working extremely hard, even though it's only been a couple days of preseason, but we've already gone in with a winning mentality. And it's not only the winning mentality on its own that's going to get us there. It is the will to put in that work to get to that point. So we're all extremely motivated to hurt during practice so that we can get the results that we collectively want. So I think that really brings us together since we know we're there for each other um, to elevate our team. And then for myself, I'd honestly say is to do the same thing I was doing last year. I mean, it's really pushing myself and elevating the bar, raising my standards so that I can work harder. If I set my standards too low, I'm not going to go above and beyond what I want to do, which is something I definitely want to shift um, for myself. I want to go back to this is a little out of order. Sorry, I missed it on my notes, but I want to go back to when you first came to UC San Diego as a freshman. I know you had a couple of teammates here at UCSD that were of Filipino descent. Uh, did you know them 
before you got here? And did that help at all with your transition? Uh, well, actually, um, there was one teammate um, who was half Filipino. However, he was in the same incoming class as me. Gotcha. And- and um, the year after, there was Luke Pusateri and Tegan Monroe that joined the team. And crazy enough, we had met in Cambodia for a Southeast Asian junior game. So it's for people 18 years old and younger. So all three of us had traveled to Cambodia together to compete for the junior Philippine national team. And um, Shortly after I was in communication with them, they were asking me a couple questions about UCSD and they both ended up committing. And now we're all here together, which is, I mean, amazing since we're all a part of the same team. Well, a part of two, two teams together. Right. That's that is amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, we hopefully all three of us can go to a meet together abroad. Um, I think that would be great for the Philippine team, but especially for Trident representation. Heck yeah. (laughs) So did you get credit from the coaching staff for helping recruit them? Well, I think I was just a messenger. Honestly, they asked me a couple questions about it, but I didn't necessarily want to step on their toes and be like, come to UCSD. It's the best school ever, which I I do think it is. Don't get me wrong. but I wanted to remain somewhat unbiased because college is like a big step for anyone. And I genuinely wanted them to choose what's best for them. Um, so I was giving my honest opinion, which perhaps is a tiny bit biased because I have a lot of love for UCSD <laughs> academics and athletics, um, but definitely not on the pushy side, I'd say. So it was more subtle. That's fine. I was, I was very subtle about it. <laughs> <laughs> We're in our final moments with Miranda Renner on Triton cast this week. Uh, you know, it's coming. Let's do some quick picks before we let you go. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Favorite holiday? Ooh, Christmas. Why did you, ooh, I feel like everybody says Christmas. Oh no. <laughs> no, it's not a bad thing, but you, was there competition? Was there another runner up? I, hmm. Honestly, no. Honestly, just Christmas. I'll just give it that. Yeah. Reading or writing? Reading. I know you've traveled a ton and lived a lot of places, but what's one place you haven't been yet that's on your list? Australia. Somewhere in Australia. I'm not sure yet. I haven't done my research, but somewhere there. <laughs> Why does that one jump out to you? Um, I honestly... I don't know. It just sounds like an amazing place. Um, and I see it a lot on postcards. So <laughs> postcards, that one's new. I like it. Podcasts or playlists? Playlists. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> no offense taken. You're good. No what uh what gets you what gets you hyped before a meet? Ooh, um energy drinks. <laughs> okay. We'll, uh, we'll make sure our, our APU folks don't hear that one. Favorite flavor of ice cream? Um, this is going to sound boring, but vanilla. I like to add toppings, though. What's, what toppings? Um, again, absurd, but I mix Nutella, Oreo, and Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> On to vanilla ice cream. Yes. Cup or cone? <laughs> Ooh, it depends. If it's really hot out, cup. If it's not too hot out and it's not going to melt on my fingers, cone. Sugar, waffle, something else? What kind of cone? Ooh, cake, cake waffle. I mean, no, cake cone. I knew what you meant. You're good. <laughs> Which one of your current teammates is the funniest? Uh, 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 Marco, I feel like that's safe. That's a safe answer. <laughs> Which one of your current teammates thinks they're the funniest, but maybe they're not? Um, myself. <laughs> I think you've been pretty funny, at least in this conversation. Singing or dancing? Um, awful at both. So I'll just say dancing. Favorite pizza topping? Um... Ooh, uh, turkey, turkey, sausage. So- <laughs> okay. Beach or mountains? 
Beach, definitely. Mountains or desert? Um, desert. Okay. And we will end here. Favorite breakfast food? Ooh, I would say banana chocolate chip pancakes. Do you make those or is that from a, a restaurant? I get them at Caroline's, but when I have enough energy after morning practice, I will make them, which is pretty rare. But when I do, I am the most content. <laughs> and do you go syrup on top of there or no? Maple syrup. Okay. Mm -hmm. Love it. That's fantastic. Miranda, thanks for joining us on Triton Cast this week. Thank you. What a fascinating journey Miranda has had from her global upbringing to her experiences in Vietnam and Hungary earlier this year. Best of luck to her and her Triton teammates as they begin their season this weekend at the USC Invitational in Los Angeles. Be sure to join us for an all-new Triton Cast next week, and remember that new episodes of Triton Cast premiere each Wednesday. Thanks for listening to this week's show. And don't forget, you can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms by searching Triton Cast wherever you get your pods. And a reminder that you can listen to any of our 64 episodes whenever you want on demand. Just visit ucsdtritons.com slash podcasts. For more on Triton Cast, follow us on Twitter at TritonCast. And if you have a suggestion for a future guest, you can send us a tweet or email us at TritonCast at UCSD. Dot edu. We'll see you back here next week. You've been listening to Triton Cast. Triton Cast is a production of UC San Diego Athletics Communications. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your platform of choice. If you have show questions or comments or suggestions for future guests, email us at tritoncast at ucsd.edu. You can also follow the show on Twitter at tritoncast. Thank you.